They say that experience is the best teacher, and the best way to learn from experience is to learn from others who have already found success. For this season of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, Michael has lined up a great group of successful people who will share their stories of how they got started and some powerful lessons from their accomplishments. He'll also be introducing you to people who are just starting on their entrepreneurship journey to share what they've learned so far. Success is not just about money, and we'll meet some people who have been successful in very unique ways. Entrepreneurship is an exciting journey, and we're glad to be along for the ride with you. Here's your host, the guy who knows a guy, Michael Whitehouse. Hello and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I am Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy himself. And today our guest is Natalie Plamondon Thomas. Natalie is the expert with a proven system to get you transformational results. She works with people who want to find confidence so they can unlock their full potential. She also works with entrepreneurs who want to find the clarity they need to make money living from their passion. She is a number one international best-selling author of 15 books on success, communication, wellness, and empowerment. She is the founder and CEO of the Think for Yourself Academy, offering leading-edge courses, one-on-one coaching, and business mentorship. Along the past 30 years, she has inspired over one 100,000 audience members and empowered thousands of clients internationally to get rid of their negative self-talk. She combines over 10 years of experience in human resources, 25 years of experience in sales, and over 30 years in the fitness industry. And in 2007, she was Fitness Instructor of the Year for Canada. And this just in, as if that's not enough, she just received the Canadian Presenter of the Year for 2021. So Natalie, very excited to have you on here. How are you? Hey, Michael, I am the one that's excited. I'm, I'm on the podcast of the guy who knows the guy. This is so cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. I, I won't lie. Uh, so tell me, Natalie, what makes you awesome? Hmm. What makes you awesome? What, a, what an ego thing to ask somebody, right? Like, What makes you awesome? Um, maybe I'll take you back. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll take you back a little while ago. Um, I was just starting to speak professionally and <laughs> I, I needed a video done. So we had three cameras, one for the wide angle, one for the close up, and one from the back to see the large audience. And, uh, <laughs> the problem was Michael, there was only 20 people in the room. <laughs> so we kept asking them to move from one section to another for the video so that we would put all the segment together. It would look like there was a large audience and that worked because I got a, I got a gig out of this. I got a phone call from an organization who wanted me to uh, teach confidence to their team. And I, I didn't even have a corporate rate. They asked for my rate and I didn't know what to say. And I go, um, 250. So they say, okay. So for the four hours, there would be a thousand. I almost choked because I meant 250 for the whole thing, right? So I go, yes, that's correct. $1,000. <laughs> and then I hang up the phone and I'm like, holy moly, I got the contract. I should have been excited. But the truth is, I felt like a fraud. I felt like crap. I was hearing this voice in my head telling me, you're not a real professional speaker. You don't deserve a $1,000 paycheck for the afternoon. See, the video I had made to make the audience look bigger than it really was and my made-up corporate rate, none of it was real. I was just trying to look more than I really was because somehow I felt like just me was not enough. So to your question, why are you awesome? It's because I'm just a small town girl 
that didn't even speak English a lot. And, and it's actually the voice in my head was telling me, what? You want to be a speaker like in English? You want to write books in English? You don't even speak English. Are you not? And, <laughs> and it's true because the voice was right. My English was really bad. I remember teaching yoga back then. And I had, you know, everybody laying down at the end. You might have done yoga during the relaxation at the end. I was trying to tell them to relax and relax their face, relax their jaw. And then I wanted them to put their tongue on the roof of their mouth to relax their jaw further. And I said, put your thong behind your tits. And then everybody started to laugh. I didn't know why, because I didn't know how to pronounce teeth and whatever. So the voice was right. But when I, if, if we go back to that day when I was sitting in that office feeling like a fraud, that's when I realized I needed to shut down that negative self-talk and find a way to talk to myself differently because it was not serving me. So why am I awesome? Because, because I'm a small town girl that didn't speak English and now I have written 16 books and I've spent the last decade studying neuroscience and I figured out a way to change my negative self-talk. And that's, that's the system that I've shared in my eight international one, number one bestseller. That's the system that's at the base of all my online courses. That's what I use with my one-on-one clients and what I teach in corporations as well. So um, I I guess that the the main thing that, that my main message is you are awesome. That's on my business card. And Michael, you can see me right now that people cannot, but see my business card. It says you are awesome. So that's, that's my message. Cause I, you know that there is such a thing as a Olympic for brains, right? Like the the smartest and smartest people. And there's these memory games where they have to memorize a shuffled deck of cards in which order, or they have 200 pictures with the name of the people. They have to memorize their name. And then, and then they have one minute to memorize all that. And, and people that win these games, they have studied their brains. Like they, they are the smartest people on earth, really. It's international and they've studied their brain. And you know what they found out, Michael? What they find out? That their brain is average. (laughs) Their brain is average. So why am I awesome? Because they have a brain. But guess what? You too. We all have one. Yes. We just need to figure out how to use it. So, and that's why you guys are all awesome because you have a brain. This is, that's the beauty of it. We, like, if I can do it, (laughs) if I can, right? Everybody can. Yeah, I, I love that. And it, I think it was interesting that they were asking you to speak on confidence and <laughs> and that you were uh, you, you were basically faking it through the call, but exactly. faking confidence, which in some ways is what the people you were talking to probably needed to learn is is how to let, you know, let your prospects confidence uh, push you because oftentimes sometimes your prospect, your client believes in you more than you do. Uh huh, absolutely. And it's interesting how we, how we talk to ourselves. Like we don't talk to people like that. Like, do you walk around saying, "Hey, oh, you look fat in these jeans. <laughs> oh, you're starting your business. It's never gonna work. You're not good enough." Like we don't tell that to people, but we tell that to ourselves all the time. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. And and research shows that seventy percent of our thoughts are negative. And that 85% of people lack of self-confidence in at least one area of their life. It, it's, it's a reality. Like we're not, I'm not saying that 
if you have negative self-talk, you're not special, but you're not special. Everybody has negative self-talk. I mean, like, it happens all the time. And, and it is what it is. It's just a matter of knowing what to do if it happens and how long it's supposed to last and, and how to, to maybe disconnect it or, or create a gap between our, what, what these thoughts will have as far as an impact on us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think one of the, the biggest things that I discovered myself um, when I was somewhat younger was accepting, uh, accepting the positive judgment of others. Um, mm -hmm. So, so accepting that if, if you're getting the response you want or the results you want um, and, and some things are, are, are more objective. You know, if you can pick up heavy things, you are strong. You can tell. You're like, oh, that's a heavy thing. I can pick it up. I must be strong. Therefore, yeah. It. Whereas, uh, this is something I discovered when I was, you know, when, when I was a teenager, I'd look in the mirror and be like, that is an ugly dude. Uh, <laughs> but as I, you know, went through my later high school and college years, I discovered I got positive responses from the people I wanted responses from, women primarily, um, you know, that they responded as if I was attractive. And I said, it doesn't really matter what I see because I'm not asking myself out. But yeah. when I ask someone out, they respond in a way I want them to, which means whatever it is must be there. And I'm just going to accept, I'm going to roll with it. I'm not going to ask what it is. I'm not going to try to figure out what they see. I don't need to know what they see. I know they see it, so I know it's there. Roll with it. And the same thing like when they when they booked you and you said 250 and they said, yeah, thousand, let's go. They saw something <laughs> and you just had to be like, yep, I'm totally worth a thousand. Cause you think I am. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so talking a little bit about kind of, you know, what, what you discovered and, and what you teach people in, in these many books of yours. Mm -hmm. um, let's, let's do a quick brain one oh one. Um, there's so many parts of the brain that I love. Let's talk about two, uh, the logical mind and the unconscious mind. So the logical mind is um, this um, way that we have of being able to multitask. So the logical brain can handle five to nine pieces of information at a time. That's kind of cool. Like we can do a lot of things at the same time. Uh, that's that little voice in our head. So let's say you are... Um, grocery shopping because nowadays a lot of things are online and virtual so you can be in a meeting on your phone as you are grocery shopping and at the same time you keep your kid from falling off the cart and at the same time you still notice the lady in blue winking at the guy in the seafood department like you can do all of this at the same time mm -hmm. that's cool but have you ever noticed let's say that you're driving to a new address beautiful day the music is on windows are down and you're driving to that new address. And as you come closer, you slow down and start looking at the numbers on the houses. Have you ever caught yourself having to lower the volume on the radio? Yep. Right. Right. It's interesting how lowering the volume will help you see the numbers better. It's because five to nine pieces of information gets overwhelmed very quickly, quickly. Because you have the foot on the brake, the foot on the accelerator, the red light ahead, the kid that's about to cross the street, the lady that might cut you off, and then there's the guy in the car next to you, oh, winking at you, gross. As you add, looking at the numbers on the houses, the music becomes the one too many. Five to nine pieces of information is not that great after all. And we've learned earlier that 70% of these thoughts are negative. So living at a logical level is like this. 
you're working hard. You're an entrepreneur. You're building your business and then you're going towards your goal. And then you get up at 5 a.m. and then you do your meditation and then you accept clients from 5 a.m. till 10 p.m. You still have to take your kids to school and sport in between your meetings. And oh, you have to start a podcast and you have to post on social media. Now you have to have an account on Clubhouse. And the harder you work, the more exhausted you feel. You have zero life balance. You still live paycheck to paycheck because investing in your business costs a lot of money. And you feel like you're getting further and further away from your dream life. And at a point, you're asking yourself, is that it? My dream of becoming an entrepreneur, and I've been there, and I'll come back to that story after, because I have been there of of making tons of money, hating my life because I was so busy all the time. I could never see the kids and I would never spend time with my husband and, and I hated it. So you get to that point and it is like you're trying to go to New York City, but you're in an aircraft that's flying to LA. Mm. You can work as hard as you possibly can, but you're never going to get there if you stay in that aircraft. <laughs> so a lot of my clients come to me and they say, Natalie, teach me. How do I get off that plane? And I say, no, stay on the plane. Talk to the pilot and say, hey, bud, do you mind turning around? That's where I'm going. Like, imagine how fast you're going to get there once the pilot is on board. That's the other part of the brain that I'm really excited about. That's your pilot. It's your unconscious mind. The unconscious mind can process an average of 2.3 million pieces of information every second. And I will say this again. The logical mind could handle five to nine. The logical mind can handle 2.3 million pieces of information every second. That's where the power is. That's, that power is like, it's like working all the time. It's the most powerful and complex structure in the universe. And if you tap into that power, it is like you have a 24-7 personal assistant on steroid working for you that writes down everything that you say or think and makes it happen. This is awesome. But the mm. problem is people wake up in the morning, they look at themselves in the mirror and they say, I'm so stressed out. Oh, I'm so tired. I think I'm gaining weight. So then your personal assistant writes it down. Tired, stressed out, gaining weight, got this. Okay, tired, tired. What can I do for this? Oh, I know. I'm going to make her think about something all night. So she's not going to be able to sleep. She's going to be really tired in the morning. Check. Stressed out, stressed out. What can I do for this? Oh, I know. I'm going to make her delete a super important appointment in her calendar. Ooh, that's going to be stressful. Check. Gaining weight. Oh, easy one. I can certainly find a chocolate bar, something deep fried for her to eat today. Check. So your personal assistant is constantly listening to your thoughts, to what you say, and makes it happen. So we have to be really, really careful what we tell our personal assistant. It's like asking your contractor that's painting your kitchen, I would like you to paint my kitchen not blue. Huh? Your contractor's not going to know what you want. And my clients do this to me all the time. They say, Natalie, help me. I don't want to be stressed anymore. I don't want to be impatient with my kids. I don't want to rush everywhere. No, I don't want to be broke. So their personal assistant hears that. Stress, rush, impatient, broke, got mm -hmm. this, right? Yep. We have to be so careful what we tell our personal assistant, that powerful unconscious mind. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and it reminds me of a study I heard once. They, uh, there was a, I think it was um, RJR, one of the tobacco companies, cigarette companies. And they did an ad campaign where they said that, that our cigarettes are less harsh. And they did word association. Um, 
with people who had seen the ads and, and you know, received that, that information. And they asked them for word association. What word do you think of when you think of this brand of cigarettes? And people said, harsh, because the brain ignores neg- negating words. So if you say less harsh, all it hears, just like you uh-huh. said, less stress, less tired, less less irritable yeah. to kids. Stress, tired, irritable. You got it, boss. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's great. So, so you're, you're talking about the pilot. I think for a lot of people kind of taking that pilot analogy, you know, modern airplanes have a, a fortified door between the passengers and the pilot. And, and for all you know, there's a robot up there. Uh, but, but, you know, it's difficult. <laughs> if you're sitting in the plane, you want to talk to the pilot. Good luck. You, it's how not do we happen. do this, right? Yep. So, so how do you, uh, so you, you talked a little bit about it, but, you know, how do you talk to the pilot and make sure the plane goes the right direction? Uh-huh. Good question. So, you know, on a GPS, it's easy. You change the address push mm-hmm. the button, the car turns around, right? Because if you don't, it's going to go recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to change the address because otherwise it's going to keep sending you back to where you were. And then we could spend a whole other podcast on this and how habits are created and how neural pathways will take you back. And that's how you have relapse and all this. Like we could get to that tangent. For now, I'll answer your question. How do you talk to the personal assistant? Um, see. In order to reprogram a brain, in order to to get to the unconscious mind, the process needs to happen at an unconscious level. So it's not easy to try to do that to yourself at a logical level. That's what I do. Um, the spe- specifically the second part of my DNA system. So the system. Um, let's let's talk about um, a kitchen renovation. And and just before I, I get into this, I just want to let you know that. Today, I will give you a two-step technique you can do right away to start the process. I'm not saying that, oh, you need to hire me if you want to. Not not at all. There's tons of things that you can do yourself. I will even give you today a a technique, two-step, easy, that you can use right away so that you can start talking to your personal assistant and reprogram that brain and start the process. So um, I'm I'm just letting you know, okay? So let's let's talk about a kitchen renovation. Um, first step, you want to know what you want. So the first step is the D, DNA. So D for desire. So you have to know what you want. So in a kitchen renovation, you might do a folder with samples of these cupboards, this countertop, this backsplash, the hardwood floor, the paint chip. You'll throw that all in the folder and then you'll have a plan. You need to know what you want. This is very, very important. And everybody talks about this. Everybody talks about writing your objectives, your goals, right? Smart goals, vision boards. Have you, I don't know if it's it's popular Mm -hmm. in Connecticut, vision boards, very popular here too. Um, Everybody's done that. Now, if vision boards worked alone without more steps after this, everybody would be living on a deserted island, sipping martinis, driving Mercedes Benz, right? Like, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. if, you know, it's not enough. It's a folder, with the plans for your kitchen, you can't invite people to eat in that folder. <laughs> you can't <laughs> entertain people in a folder. It's not a kitchen. It's a yep. folder with samples, right? So let's understand that. So what I've found in the past 10 years is that a lot of people are teaching this. They're teaching how to set up goals. And then they're teaching people how to implement these new habits in their life and how to, to create these new habits. The problem is that is step three. It is like you're trying to um, install your cupboards over top of the existing cupboards in your old kitchen. You try to take the island and throw it over top of the existing island. It's not going to work. 
you need step two. You need to gut out the old kitchen. You need to to get rid of of all the crap because we go through life and and things get accumulated, whether we like it or not. And these things are events that are designed to make us grow. That's great. But sometimes we keep some sequels from that. Like we we create bad habits. That needs to go. All the negative self-talk, the limiting belief, anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, trauma, all the stuff that gets accumulated needs to go. That's what I do. I help people get rid of the things that they don't want to have specific processes. Uh, more recently, a new process that I'm using, the RTM protocol, um, that has just been even approved by the U.S. Veteran Legion for PTSD removal. Um, and now it's going to be funded by the government for Army vets to uh, use this protocol to really disconnect. RTM is the reconsolidation of traumatic memories. So this is to the extreme of the types of processes that I do, but you don't need to have been in a house on fire or have been in Vietnam in order to have trauma. Uh, trauma can uh, affect everybody. And, and this is not the extent of of what I do. I'm just saying if I was like um, a brain dentist, I help mm -hmm. fix the cavities because a lot of yeah. people do everything great. A lot of people say, I don't understand. Like, I'm great. Like, I, I, I get up in the morning, I do my meditation, I do affirmations, and then, and then I, I, I'm positive and all this. So it's like you're saying to your dentist, I don't understand. Like, I'm brushing my teeth really, really well. I floss, mouthwash. Like, I do everything right. Well, but if you have old cavities, it's not by brushing your teeth really, really well over top of the cavity that the cavity is going to go away. You need to go to the dentist, and it's perfectly normal. You've never told one of your friends, what? You go to the dentist? Well, you have some problem, dude. No, everybody goes to the dentist. We eat mm -hmm. stuff. It gets stuck. It's normal. And it's the same thing with what I do. It's perfectly normal. We go through stuff. And the more stuff we go through, the more we learn and the higher we are. So people whose life is happy and joy and fun all the time, they don't learn much. And they're mm -hmm. not far in life, usually. <laughs> they're just not. And that's what you do, uh, Michael, on your podcast is as you find these people these gems who went through stuff and that's why they're where they are now right so it's the same thing so this whole brain dentist analogy is that we need to understand that it's perfectly normal that there are stuff there's baggage that we're carrying that are that's just simply holding us back and we don't need to 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 do that and i think the reason why um the processes that i use are so um uh, pop, not popular, or, or, or maybe should I say, I know what people say about me. I know, I know what my clients say. They say, Natalie, she's the best, but she's very expensive. If you can even get her, because I know you have to book way in advance because I'm busy. And the reason why I'm busy is because I do believe that talking about a problem is not going to make it. Um, it's not going to make the neural pathway erased and we can't erase neural pathway. And every single time you will tell your problem to somebody, your brain does not know it's not happening again. So mm. it resends 1400 chemicals through your blood screen and cortisol and lots of pollution stuff that will slow you down and, and, and create even more anxiety and more depression. So I don't, 
I don't talk about anything because the other part of this is that when you tell somebody a story, you get cut off on the highway on your way to work and then you're mad. You get to the office and then you tell everybody at the office, oh, this dude totally cut me off and he did this and did that. You just polluted your whole office because their brain doesn't know it's not happening to them. So they shoot 1400 chemicals through their bloodstream because Mm. that's the reason why when you watch TV, and you're watching a vampire movie, you're afraid. <laughs> like, you're scared in your living room. There's no vampire in, in your living room. There's no yep. vampires. Like, they don't even exist. You know that. But, hey, you're scared. Or, or, or everybody cries when they watch This Is Us. Because th- your brain does not know it's not happening to you. So, as a professional, I don't want my whole world doing this day in, day out to be polluted by people's problems. So, I don't believe in... And laying down on a couch and crying and telling your whole life and talking about all your problems. So the processes that I do are very effortless. We don't talk about anything. Everything is happening in your head. We we move forward. We don't go back. We don't move back. We move forward. So it's very um, very um, effortless. And that's why now the um, there's so many uh, organizations that are backing the the scientific process that was created uh, for spe- specifically for the RTM protocol, but one of the processes that I use. So long story short, you asked, um, how do you talk to that personal assistant? So first, you have to know what you want, the D, desire. Then the N is for new you. You have to gut out the old kitchen. So you have to Get rid of all the things that are not serving you anymore. And then the, the last step is the A for actualize. That's when you start implementing new habits and, and start uh, creating your new life. So the one of the way that you can start doing that right away is by starting to observe all your thoughts. And I'll give you that two-step technique um, that I mentioned. So first, you need to repeat what you just heard in the past. So let's say you hear yourself say, oh, I'm so stressed out. And then you're like, oh, no, I was on the guy who knows a guy podcast. And this girl, I couldn't even speak French. This couldn't be speak English. She mentioned <laughs> that, that I have a personal assistant in my head. And now I just told my personal assistant that I wanted to be stressed out. Wait a minute. I don't want you to write this down. Scratch it. Scratch it from the notepad, please. So how do you do that? So you catch yourself, think something that you don't want to happen. You're like, whoa, okay, stressed out. You repeat it in the past with I used to. That's step number one. Repeat it in the past. I used to be stressed out all the time. So like people create affirmations. And I'm sorry to say that, but affirmations don't work unless you believe them. And, and, you know, if I work with the Think Yourself Thin program with clients that are highly overweight, it's not going to work for me to say, okay, look at yourself in the mirror, smile and say, I am thin. Because their brain's like, uh, no, we're not. <laughs> and then if I work with the Think Yourself Wealthy program, clients that are in deep financial struggles, and I say, okay, put your hands on your hips and say, I am rich. Because your brain's like, no, we're not. So your, your personal assistant is listening with their notepad and says, uh, what's she talking about? Ugh, we must be watching a vampire movie. Vampires don't exist. I'm not listening to this. This is not even on my list. Pff, whatever. This is crap. So you need to 
First, attract the attention of your personal assistant by repeating the thought in the past, saying, oh, I used to be stressed out all the time. So your personal assistant is going to be like, oh, stressed out. I got it on my list right here. Yes, you're talking to me. Oh, but why are you talking about this in the past? Are we done with this? And then it's time for step number two. Step number two is a progressive statement. It starts with, I am willing to learn, or I'm in the process of. Hmm. So, I'm so stressed out. Oh, wait, I used to be stressed out all the time. Now, I'm willing to learn how to create a balanced life for myself. Now, I'm in the process of taking a deep breath and trusting that I can figure this out. So, say what you want. So then your personal assistant is going to write that down. Oh, we're not doing this anymore. We're not stressing out. Oh, we're willing to learn how to build a balanced life. Oh, let me work on this. Let me help you build a balanced life. That's what you want on the list now. So it's very important to acknowledge all your thoughts as you catch them, rephrase them in the past, and create a progressive statement. And the key is progressing. Always, even when... Even when you face setbacks, see, sometimes things will happen, <laughs> right? And, and we have objectives, we have goals, we have things that are important to us. But let's say, let's say you're driving home one night and you're just going home after work and there's a tree blocking the road to get to your house. So are you going to turn around and say, oh, well, I'm, I'm never going to get home again. Well, that's too bad. I'm I really like my spouse and, and, and my children. I'm never going to see them again. I'll have to get remarried and I'll have to buy a new house and new furniture. No way, <laughs> right? Like you're, you're not going to, like you're going to walk home or you're going to get a chainsaw, cut the tree, or you're going to take another route and you're going to get to your house. There's no tree that would get you to abandon your family and your home, right? right. And that's, that's the problem. People abandon their dream. That dream that you have on the back burner the first tree blocks the home, the home and they say, ah, that's not for me. No, it doesn't matter. I tried. You know, like we need to, to make it so compelling and knowing why we're doing what we're doing so that if there's a tree blocking the road, we keep going just like infants. Like you've seen infants trying to walk over and over. There's no infant that ever said, no, that's not for me. Well, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to crawl. <laughs> like they, they, they keep getting up. And we all have this inside of us. We were all infants at one point. So we've done it before. We're able to get back up. And the problem is people don't take the time to go through all the six layers of the brain. And that's, that's part of the DNA system. I go through two different layers in each of the D, the N, and the A. So um, the the sixth level is your purpose. It's your why. It's it's who else are you serving beyond yourself? Um, and most times we don't even know that. We don't we don't understand. And the one question you can ask yourself is, what does that do for me? With repetition until you get to the the deeper part. So, okay, so you want to build your business. What does that do for you? Well, if I build my business, I'll have more clients. Okay, what does that do for you to have more clients? Mm -hmm. Well, if I have more clients, then I'll be able to reinvest and make my business bigger. Okay, what will that do for you if your business is bigger? Well, I'll actually make money. Okay, what does that do for you to make money? Well, I'll be able to provide for my family. Okay, what does that do for you to provide for your family? 
Well, now you're starting to get there. Now you're starting to understand why you're doing what you're doing because you keep mm-hmm. asking the question to dig further and further to figure out what really is important to you and what what drives you. There's different personality style. Not everybody's driven by the same things. And, and I always do a value interview with my clients first to figure out, hey, wait a minute, what is really important to you uh, about this topic or about relationships or about money or about your career or no matter what they are coming to me for, right? Yeah, I, we have to know I, what what we want. I, I love that exercise too. There, there's a, uh, a website which basically does that. It's, uh, it's called Seven Levels Deep, but it basically you type in the thing you want and it says why, and you type in something and you hit enter and it says why, and you something else and you say why. Um, and it basically does that for you. But I, I went through that exercise uh, earlier in my business and I got to, and you know, at the top, I was like, I want more clients. I want more prospects, something. And at the bottom was, I want to spend more time with my daughter. And I realized uh-huh. I don't need more clients to spend more time with my daughter. I just need to block out time on the calendar Yes. But, but not realizing that I was blocking out, the, you know, I was using up all my time to, to prospect and work and market and do all these things and had no time for her because, you know, I'll do that when I get there, when I get the business, but not there realizing no there. I can go there right now. I can yes. do it right now, but you have to skip, you have to realize what's at the bottom of that, uh, at the bottom yes. of the chest there. Yes. yes. That's a huge exercise. I love that. Absolutely. There is no there. I love this. I love this. Thank you for sharing that. It's mm-hmm. so powerful. There is no there. Yeah. 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 And also I, I like to about affirmations. Cause I remember I had, I had someone try to tell me to use affirmations and, and exactly what you said. It didn't, didn't feel right because, because, you know, to say I'm, I'm making $20,000 a month. I'm not. And, and it's this immediate wall of like, but you're not, not I'm <laughs> working not. on it. I'm learning how to, I'm worth, you know, all those are, can be true, but I'm making $20,000 a month. No, no, not. Not. <laughs> like, you, you can say I am, but it's a lie. And it, it no, it's just not a thing. So yeah, I, I love this concept of, of replacing, you know, that, that, that I, I am, I am rich. I am thin. We replaced with, I used to be something and yeah. now I'm willing to learn something. Yeah. So I used to be stressed out. I'm willing to learn to yeah. take things as they come. Yeah. And that's, that, that's a and, fantastic strategy and, it, and, and so easy to strategy, do. Too. Uh, it's so easy to do, Michael. I, I totally agree. We have um, uh, one day, one of my clients left my office and saying, oh, wow, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. You're so amazing. And I wish I met you when I was five years old. And it dawned on me, oh, my gosh, that's right. I need to create a children's program. That was about five years ago. So the thing is, I was not a kid specialist. So I contacted the person that I knew, uh, 33 years of experience as a teacher. I'm like, okay, so we're going to work together. And we created the Adventures of Captain Vic. And it's such a fun program for kids from kindergarten to grade three. We sell that in uh, many schools um, that are the teacher goes through the program and it, we, we now later we've created the parents version. So you can do that at home with your child. It's 27 animations. So it's cartoons. You see captain miserable going through an adventure and then there's, you know, rocks around the Island. And he said, Oh, I hope I don't hit the rocks. And then there's the little parrot Mizzy that repeats, ah, hit the rocks. Ah, hit the rocks. And then, of course, Captain Miserable hits the rocks, right? But mm-hmm. it's a, that representation of that personal assistant is the parrot. 
And yep. then Captain Vic will go through the same adventure. And then Captain Vic will say, oh, I have to steer away from the rocks. And then the parrot will say, ah, away from the rocks, ah, away from the rocks. So then, so then Captain Vic will steer away from the rocks and get to the island to find the treasure. So it's all cartoons, animation. It mm. comes with a, an educational manual with questions to ask the kids to make sure that they notice that Captain Miserable panicked and Captain Vic did his awesome technique and breathe and is using the magic words, I am willing to learn, are the magic words for Captain Vic because you see Captain, sometimes Captain Vic is a girl and sometimes it's a boy. So in that one, Captain Vic's a girl, she's trying to play the harmonica and it's not working. She's bad at it. Mm-hmm. And and she keeps trying. So it teaches perseverance. It teaches self-esteem. And it, it's so easy to learn. So five-year-old get it, the I am willing to learn. And oh, they're it. using the concept all the time. So if it works for five years old, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I really like that. And, and, and so I, I used to be a driving instructor years ago. And uh, yeah. interesting talking about the rocks is that is literally true in driving. Um, you know, when you're driving on, on clear roads, you can look at the billboard, look at whatever. But in a in an emergency, if the car is skidding, what most people do is they look at the guardrail, they look at the, the abutment, and they say, I hope I don't hit the guardrail. And they tell their brain, guardrail. And the brain guardrail. says, okay, guardrail, you got it, boss. And into the guardrail. I agree. And, and so, the, you know, could people have to steer into the steer into the skid, steer out of the skid. The most important thing is look where you want to go. So if you're on the highway, you want to put your eyes as far down the road as possible your brain will do the calculations to turn the wheel in the skid, out of the skid, whatever, and recover if it's physically possible and get you down the road. But it's exactly like you say in in driving that that the thing you are looking at is the place you will go. Point your eyes where you want the car to go. And, uh-huh. and I you know, love this analogy, Michael. Yep. That's awesome. I've been crowned the queen of analogies. Now yes. I'm giving you my crown, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's literally true. It's one of those things where you know you think of it as a metaphor, and they're like, "No, the science backs it up. That's actually how we teach driving. Um, uh-huh. Like you, you will hit the rocks if you're looking at the rocks. Um, so that's as you. So where can people find the uh, that that captain? Where can I find for my daughter that Captain Vic story? So go to thinkyourself.com slash vic. Thinkyourself.com slash vic. That v i c or v i c k. V i c. Yeah, I see. Awesome. VIC. Yeah. And then you get, uh, you can choose when you get there between parents or teachers. There's a free trial that you can get there um, at at that same uh, address. It's, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun. That sounds great. Um, So this has been fantastic. Some really simple things to implement there. Um, Really good stuff, which always makes for a good podcast because people can just take it and, and, learn from it and go off in their life without having to, you know, take copious notes, which they're not because they're driving when they listen to the podcast. At least I do. Oh, yeah. Um, So this has been great. Hopefully looking at the road, not at the bridge abutment. So staying. staying (laughs) Exactly. Um, We're learning how to drive and how to think. Life is good. Um, So do you have any uh, final last words you'd like to leave? And also how can people get in touch with you? Um, There's one thing that, because I was mentioning how uh, we learn from, from children um, and maybe I can end with this lesson that I've learned from kids in Haiti, um, especially with what's happening right now. I don't know if you've read the news this morning, yeah. but it's not going well there. Um, it has been for a number of years. Our teams have not been able to go for two or three years. Um, but one night I was there, so I don't need to tell you Haiti is one of the poorest countries in the world. And um, 
I was sitting in the courtyard with the kids, teaching them the circle of excellence. So I don't know if you know this technique. You draw a circle on the ground, imaginary. When you don't feel good, you step in that circle, you power pose, and it makes you feel better. Okay. So, so they're listening. They're attentive. They love to learn. And Angelina asks, um, okay, I get the circle, but when do we go in the circle again? I said, well, you know, when you don't feel good, when you're not, ha- when you're not happy. So she thinks about it, and she says, huh. Aren't we happy all the time? So I'm like, uh, um, I don't know what to say. I'm just about to cry. And I'm like, uh, you know, like, uh, you guys, don't worry about this technique. You don't need this here. This is just for us in Canada. You know, when we're not happy, we do this. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not proud of my answer, but that's what I came up with on this spot. So Juvencely, one of the twin brothers, grabs my hand and he says, oh, you're not happy in Canada? You have everything in Canada. So, of course, now I'm bawling. And because I'm bawling, he gives me a big hug. And all the kids join in to hug me, to console me. Because poor me, I am not happy in Canada. (laughs) So if these little human beings that have nothing, that live in one of the worst countries in the world, can be happy all the time, I think we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to figure it out. I, I think it. we're going to be fine, Michael. That's we are awesome story. and we all have a brain. And if if I'm happy to give all your audience a free 15-minute call with me, so you would go to thinkyourself.com slash schedule. Nice. So I'm happy to – we fix a lot of things in 15 minutes. That's not a sales pitch. It's, hey, I'm helping you during 15 minutes, and we can fix a lot of things in 15 minutes. So take advantage of that, thinkyourself.com slash schedule. Um, and um, there's there's a lot of little things that can happen in our brain that will have such a huge impact for the rest of our life. Definitely. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing that and sharing the the 15-minute call because I'm sure – you know, given that in, in 40 minutes, you've shared a whole lot with us. I imagine 15 minutes working someone one-on-one, you can do quite a bit for them as well. So it's been great having you on the show. And that's thinkyourself.com slash schedule to get 15 minutes with Natalie. Uh, and thinkyourself.com slash Vic to get the, the Captain Vic stories for your kids. I'll definitely be looking at that because my daughter's starting to get some of those negative habits. And the, uh, the I'm so stupid. I'm like, oh, stop saying that. Um, I think that'd be exactly. great, great tool yes. for us. So thank you and for being on there. If you want to um, add to the list, thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide. I do have a confidence guide that could be useful. It includes the the two-step technique in it if you wanted to have a, a reminder of that two-step technique. And it includes lots of different questions with the six layers of the brain. So thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide. Awesome. That, uh, that's free as well. Even more good stuff. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show and sharing so generously with all your your knowledge and experience. And it has been great to get to know you. Thank you so much, Michael, for inviting me. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast.
JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's JV connect.com December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.